we are finally going to talk about, for the first time, what our one-night stand was like for us and what happened and sort of process that. And I thought it would be a really fun experiment to do this live and somewhat publicly, even though it makes me pretty nervous to do so. Yeah, me How- not at all. Not nervous one bit. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Intimates. Thanks for your support on Patreon, making this 2021 season possible. This podcast is about all things intimate. Relationships, love, connection, community, consensual non-monogamy, kink, orgies, lovers, and of course, good old-fashioned sex. I talk with old friends and even meet some new ones. I interview people from all walks of life, from recovered addicts to counselors, sex partners to perfect strangers. I'd like to thank my hosts, the Musqueam First Nation, as this podcast is recorded on their unceded ancestral territory, where I was born, where I work, and where I currently live and play. So settle in for an intimate conversation. Today, Juniper and I both elect to do something terrifying. We chose to, without pre-discussing, record a live session between the two of us processing what happened during our one night stand what was going on in our heads for us and what our experiences were she also mentioned before recording all three sessions because we recorded them all together and this is the last one that she was nervous about having the discussion about one night about our one night stand and wanted to save it for our last recording which definitely made my heart beat faster not in the super hot way that her language usually does but in the oh god i really hope this isn't a call out kind of way Um, we both went into it blind and here's what we recorded on intimate interactions welcome to another session of intimate interactions i'm here with my friend juniper a human who has been chronically ill for a while you have probably heard one of her other episodes Um, And we are finally going to talk about, for the first time, what our one-night stand was like for us and what happened and sort of process that. And I thought it would be a really fun experiment to do this live and somewhat publicly, even though it makes me pretty nervous to do so. Yeah, me not at all. Not nervous one bit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have nothing to be nervous about. It was all positive on my side. Me too. Cool. I'm super interested to talk about, like, what happened for each of us. Um, Do you want to talk about some of the context of things that were happening in your life around about the time leading up to it? I know. I guess this is the thing. Like, I don't really remember much. Um... But, like, the biggest thing that I wanted to talk about, and I guess I'm feeling better about it now, now that you say it was a totally positive experience, (laughs) Um, I felt, I feel like after the experience, because I could be wrong, was that your first one-night stand? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I've I've had a two-night stand once before that, but that was my first (laughs) one-night stand, and certainly... Certainly at like an event after party, that was the first time I'd had a one night stand. And we also got to have sex semi-publicly like in front of other oh, cool yeah. folks who were also even think at that. about that. Yeah, it was a semi-public one night stand. It was really fun. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I've ever actually had public sex other than that. Like um, pen- with penetration. I could be wrong, but. Oh, interesting. I'm. Have I ever had public? Yes, I have. <laughs> 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 had to think about it, but yes, I have. 
Oh, how slutty of you. As a compliment. Yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> so people, no. some listeners may not understand that. <laughs> yeah, there's no other way I would take that. Um, but I just remember after you sounded disappointed, not in the sex. I mean, I hope. <laughs> but um, I was not. Just in the like, I don't know. I, I don't know exactly like what I exactly remember, but maybe I was avoidant or something after and you expressed that. And I just like, I don't know. That's just sort of what I remember now. <laughs> Does that like okay. trigger anything or do you remember anything in that? Um, well, I feel kind of shitty that I like conveyed that in any way to you. I think, I think for me, um, and I didn't really have this figured out then, but like one of my primary means of like sexual expression is like butt stuff. And for um, the fun that we had, which was awesome, we didn't really do any of that, um, to my recollection. So it's possible I was like a little bit disappointed, but in no way was I disappointed with you or with what we did. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. That's, that's the only thing that, that really stands out as something that would have been even minorly disappointing. Um, and realistically, it's good to have a diversity of experiences. And I think what we had then was like a really fun. It was a really good time and would, would do again, you know? I know it was so um, unique, um, especially yeah. in the setting that it was because we were at like an after party. How would you even describe erotica electronica? It's like a, a, a kink light event. And then the event after is not very light. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Erotic Electronica, as I recall, was like the confluence of like the dancey, ravey, like electronica scene, but then mixed with the kink scene because you've got like, you know, the consent crew was there like talking about teaching consent. So you spend like the whole dancey event with these consent ambassadors going around, like doing consent education and, you know, it is a little kink light. It's like, I almost want to say polyamory light because mm, there's like yeah. a mix of polyamory and kink folks, but then also like total normies who are just there for like the, the electronica. Um, so it's, it's, it's a, it's a confluence of like a, a few different communities. And then the after party was like, I didn't even know there was an after party until like people invited me to one. And then I found out later from one of the organizers that they're like legendary after parties. And I was like, yeah, that was pretty legendary. Like, <laughs> I had I had someone who was non-monogamous come up to me afterwards and be like, OK, but like, how do you navigate spontaneous extra partnered sex like with your partner? And I was like, well, I would obviously get like informed consent before, you know, like when we saw each other again, like I don't like the the consent isn't like before I do a thing, I have to tell my partner, like the consent, like I could, but like the consent is like for, for me and that partner anyways, was more like, well, before we have sex and you expose me to a risk profile I'm unaware of, you, you have to inform me to get like informed consent. And I'm like, yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. Mm -hmm. So that was sort of what we were practicing, my partner and I at the time. Um, how, what, cause I remember you were in like, a. Uh like I say committed relationship, but I mean in like you're seeing someone mm. regularly, you're committed to yeah. seeing each other, not monogamous. I think we committed. were just so I, more so for the listeners. I think you know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, we were, we were domestic partners as well. We lived together, but I think you had multiple, right? 
Multiple yeah, I had, I had, I had two like long-term non-monogamous relationships. Yeah. One of which was a domestic partnership, um, and then I was extremely um, happy and fortunate to get to interact with you at that party as well. And so, how was that for your relationship? Because it was a new thing. Was it? Huh. Was it like a hard thing? Was it an easy thing? Was it? I don't. Neutral? I don't even. I don't even remember it <laughs> yeah. being a thing in my in any of my long term relationships. So, I don't think it was that bad a thing because yeah. I feel like if it was a really bad thing, I would remember it. So yeah, my 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 memory is like neutral or perhaps just negligent. I'm not sure which. But it's pretty neutral. You'll I, see I don't in think the comments, was... I guess. <laughs> Former partners yeah. being like, they're an asshole. Totally. I remember that hoe. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I... <laughs> who, me or you? Me. <laughs> okay. Wasn't sure who you were talking about. That's awesome. It's like, I feel like they'd be talking about me more than you, but I I'm not sure. I guess you're right. Hoe is a gender neutral term. <laughs> it, it definitely is, yeah. Um, it's funny now yeah. that we're talking about it. I remembered nothing, and now I'm remembering oh, m- much more. <laughs> awesome! Tell me so more. What else do you remember? My experience of that party. I didn't actually go to erotica electronica that time because of the like sensory overload I have. But because you know I'm good friends with a lot of people and the organizers, they were like, "Yeah, you can come to the motel and <laughs> wait for us to come." <laughs> and so I was sharing a room hilariously with the friend I also didn't want to mention the name of that has ADD and for whatever reason like we're both insanely you know we're the ones who start the orgies we're the ones who are those types of people for whatever I feel like I already know who this person is yeah I think you do (laughs) um for whatever reason our room just did not turn into that no matter how much we tried like there was just like at least 18 people in our room but none of them were into it at all everyone was just wanting to chill and talk and we got we like got alienated in our own hotel room that we paid for (laughs) and then he gets invited to the room that you were in where I think we probably met not sure if we met prior and then we leave our hotel room and go to that room and spend the rest of the night there (laughs) yeah which I think is just a funny entrance and then I think, I don't remember your intoxicity level, but I feel like everyone in that room was pretty intoxicated and I don't think I was at all. I might've been like stoned on weed because I'm quite a stoner, but. I think we were the only two mostly sober people. Yeah. And and I say mostly sober because for me, sober means like on substances that you need to make your best decisions. Whereas like intoxicated is like on substances where maybe you don't usually make your best decisions. Yeah. Or if you do, they don't, they, they take you away from being in a mindset where you're most capable of making good decisions, even if you still make good decisions intoxicated. So for me, someone who's like a chronic weed smoker, that's like, no, this like balances me. Like now I'm, now I'm at my normal. For me, that's not intoxication. Yeah. And I'm not going to, you know, do something I regret exactly. Unless I'm like all paranoid. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Yeah, nobody complains like a parent coming home like super high on weed and like beating them or like doing something like horrific. Like that that's not the drug that people talk about. So Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I remembered us as being the like two sober people there. Yeah, which and I even... think was a, a interesting like element of the story. And mm-hmm. then I can't remember. Everyone was like, doing I... whippets, I think. Pardon? 
I think everyone was doing whippets. Mm, I probably was too then, but that's like a 10 second high. (laughs) 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 Um, I can't, it's so wishy-washy, this memory. I remember writing on a piece of paper, like my boundaries or something. Do you remember this? I do not. I can't remember. You know what? I do. I vaguely remember you writing something. This was a lot of years ago. (laughs) I know. I do remember you writing something on a piece of paper. How for the listeners, how long do you think it was? Like how long ago? My guess is more than five years. Yeah, I would say more than five years. Because like the pandemic itself has been three years. And it was probably five years before that. (laughs) Yeah. Like I was probably twenty seven, eight years ago. Yeah, I'm tw- yeah, and I'm twenty, and I'm twenty eight right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh wow, you would have been young then. Yeah, not too oh, young though. Wow. Just as the listeners now, <laughs> definitely over twenty one. Yeah, twenty is definitely too young for me today. As a twenty seven year old, I'm not sure if it 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 it, it all felt. Good I would have been o- I would have been over twenty one for sure. Probably over okay. twenty two. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. Who knows? <laughs> oh, in which case, maybe it wasn't fully eight years ago. In any case, not yeah, a big does, deal. It doesn't matter. Um, but I think what it was, I think someone offered me drugs. And I was like, yeah, but I'm going to write down my consent form for you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I do think remember that's this. what it was. <laughs> yeah, like before you started into whippets? I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I thought I've never done that in my life. And I haven't since. <laughs> just it's just a fond memory (laughs) I feel like I probably asked for that like for my own sense of safety and security I was probably like hey like you you do you and also like if you do still want to be open to the possibility of sex tonight like I would like to know your boundaries while you're sober yeah like I would like to negotiate this first that could be why you did that because that's the kind of thing I would have asked for (laughs) yeah I love that too that's so awesome so funny um yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I remember. I don't, to be honest, like I, I don't even, and it's more of my memory that not that you have unmemorable sex. I remember you showered immediately <laughs> after. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I, as I usually do. Yeah. yeah. I know. And it was funny. It was the first time and it, I didn't, I didn't feel offended, but it was almost like I felt like I should be offended. <laughs> that's quite funny. Um, so the reason I shower immediately after is because I used to do butt stuff. Ah. And it's it's a, and I have a habit with committed partners who are good with it of doing unprotected butt stuff and usually showering right away afterwards is a good practice yeah. just to avoid UTIs and things like that. Mm. So that's why I built that habit. Um, it's also the reason I tend to wear gloves because if you're switching what you're stimulating, you need the ability to like immediately have clean hands because no one wants you to like have to stop having sex, go to the sink and wash your hands before you can stimulate them when they're getting close. You don't want to have to do that. So I usually have gloves and I usually wear gloves during sex, like for that reason. Oh, and that's smart. That's funny. I'm like, cause I like, I really don't want people to put their fingers in me unless they've like washed and like cleaned their fingernails, which is quite a mood yep. killer. <laughs> so I, I don't know why I've never even thought of gloves. Honestly, it even smooths fingernails so that they're less likely to scratch inside you. Mm. It's just like, it's a, it's a good practice. I definitely wear gloves. Wow. I'm a huge fan. Nice. Yeah. And if people are like, oh, they look too medical or whatever, I'm like, cool, I'll just wear black gloves, like a tattooist <laughs> or something. And then they don't look medical. It depends on the person. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I got some strategies. <laughs> You've done it more than once, eh? I've definitely enjoyed a lot of gloves and butt stuff and showering. Yes. 
like I said, primary means of sexual expression. Yeah, I me. think we only then, had the showering. We didn't have any of the other stuff. Well, the my second favorite is cunnilingus, and we definitely did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if I remember correctly, the two things I remembered were you had mentioned that it was, like, really vulnerable for you, and that this was, like, something you didn't really do a lot of, um, and, like, would I be okay just kind of, like, giving you the reins to kind of top me as it were and like have the sex you wanted to have and I was like yeah like a hundred percent so I remember you getting on top of me um I remember you having some amount of fun on top of me and <laughs> I think there was a, I, I think I had, like had a sex with a strap on on you at first oh did you I think so yeah not a strap on but a dildo Yes, you're right. Yeah, that's right. I'm remembering. And this I now. remember yes, you were did. like, "Yeah, this is for you." Like you were, <laughs> you're just like, "I like to have sex, though." Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I remember you riding my face as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, so like I had a good time. Like I said, and, all positive. Uh, uh, just for the listeners, while there was like a bunch of people having sex all around us, <laughs> and there was like just that's- so much going on. <laughs> That's true. There was a lot happening around us for sure. Cause there were like, there were at least two beds in that hotel room, if not a cot as well. And then there were like people on the floor. It was, <laughs> it was busy. <laughs> but as far as like, um, orgy spaces go, that was the most like segregated in a lot of ways that there were like really delineated, like clear spaces. Mm-hmm. And then I think what was really interesting was in the groups that wanted to do like more than two, um, they were like, fitting themselves on the bed on this queen size bed somehow and I just remember remember being like yeah they really could use king size beds in here (laughs) I know I I feel like I have a memory of like three different you know uh, groups I guess you know maybe two or three different people on the exact same bed (laughs) all just like (laughs) we're not having sex with each other but we're like neighbors (laughs) a hundred percent yeah yeah, our knees got sore on the ground, so we are now up here with you. Is that okay? And they're like, yeah, sure. Yeah. And two, I think I only knew that one friend that you think you know who I'm talking about. I don't think I really, really? knew anyone else. I think I was familiar, actually, with another couple. But, yeah. Yeah, I I was from, like, a different city, right? Because <laughs> I, I had come from Vancouver to Victoria for that one. And, uh it was a good time, but also like I knew nobody. I'd, I'd met like a few people that were in that room, a couple of people that night. And they were like, um, oh, and I knew one of the organizers that was there. So I went with the organizer. Mm-hmm. At least I think I did. It's possible the organizers dropped me off. I'm not sure. No, that's right. The organizers, I remember one of the organizers showing up and then leaving with her partner to go back to their room or something. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Something like that. Or maybe they did stuff there and then eventually left to go sleep and we were still going strong. That's (laughs) also possible. Oh, I miss those days. Neurotic Electronica. It's funny, the the actual party itself, I'm not like huge about because it just, there's so much loud music, but the people Mm -hmm. and the general vibe and everything, I just love it so much that I just put up with the electronic music. (laughs) I didn't mind the electronic music at all, but I did wear earplugs. It was really loud. Yeah. And then, yeah, I just had a really fun time usually with the people because, like, the community was really good. But, yeah, that's my one and only time having a one-night stand. And then I almost just want to bring it up just because of my, like, embarrassing moment and I want to laugh about it. Our sure. second date. Um, yeah. 
And it was so funny. We kind of had a running joke of like, oh, sorry, I don't sleep with people on my second date. <laughs> That's so funny. I totally didn't even think about that, but that is hilarious. I love it. And I can't remember. I don't remember the entire date, but I remember we went on a, a bench and we sat and we talked. And then for whatever reason, you were in your car before me. Like maybe I forgot something where we were sitting. And so I went back to get it. I, you know, just had met you, don't know what car you're in. And I just sit in the wrong car, which has somebody in it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I vaguely remember this. And then, you know, how to do another embarrassing sitting in some, in your car and dealing with the fact that you just witnessed me doing this because you were like parked right behind. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. Yeah, that that's, that's my memory of our second date. <laughs> awesome. Is there anything else you want to add before we kick the session off? I'm happy that I was wrong about you not being, you know, satisfied emotionally or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And yeah. especially to to be honest, I've kind of been carrying that, um, especially since it was your like first one night stand. Oh, wow. Yeah, I wanted to like say I was sorry. Um, so I want to say thank you're, you <laughs> instead. <laughs> you're most welcome. Yeah, no, you have nothing to apologize for. It was it was a good time. Yeah, and I hope yeah. I hope to have I have a third date. <laughs> okay. I would I would do a third date yeah. with you for sure. <laughs> Are you planning on being the Lower Mainland anytime soon? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think so. <laughs> Yeah, this one, this well, can be our third date. Oh, I like it. I like it. Yeah. We don't sleep with people on a third date either. Yeah, no. It has to be at least a fourth date. Or or a first, but but nowhere in between. Exactly. Yeah. I've gotten, you know, I'm not a I'm not a slut, you know. I just <laughs> I like to wait for a fourth date after the first date, okay? Yeah. The first one, like see if it's worth it, and then like we work Agreed. on the other stuff. <laughs> right. Thank you so much, Juniper. It's lovely speaking with you today. Oh, that was awesome. That went way better than I thought it would. So how did you like it, Intimates? Discuss your ideas with the community at facebook.com forward slash Intimate Victor or tweet me at Intimate Victor or follow my Instagram, you guessed it, at Intimate Victor. If you can spare the cost of coffee to help the show keep going, head to patreon.com slash Victor Salmon. We hugely appreciate your help to continue making intimate conversations for you and yours. If not, you can always help other intimacy nerds find the podcast by leaving us a review anywhere online, especially iTunes. Or you can just tell a friend. The opening music is on hold for you made of algorithmically generated notes and chords and played by an AI rendered saxophonist. The closing music is Gymnopédie, number one, by Eric Satie. Both are provided royalty-free, courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Thanks so much for your time, and may your most important relationships be filled with the intimate, rich interactions you crave. Be well. <laughs>